Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Rising Ecosystems podcast, a bi-weekly show that delves into the world of startups, innovation, and the communities that surround them. I'm Alex Owen-Hunt, FDI's Global Markets Editor, and I'm joined by... Me, Jesse Bello-Perez, a tech journalist and editor of Unleash, which is a new media platform covering the future of work. This is the third episode in our series exploring emerging entrepreneurial ecosystems across the UK. A few weeks ago, we spoke with UK tech startup legends Eileen Burbage and Eric van der Klage about their work in developing London's now bustling community, but also to answer a key and vital question, which is why startup ecosystems matter. But in our last episode, we began our tour of ecosystems across the UK, heading to the university town of Cambridge. Taking us through this deep dive of Cambridge's ecosystem was Tony Raven, who is the CEO of the university's commercial arm, Cambridge Enterprise, and Leonie Mook, the chief product officer at quantum computing startup, Riverlane. Here's a snippet from that fascinating conversation. All sorts of things going back. So it's always had this ethos of it's not just about the research and teaching, but it's actually about the practical applications of what it learns through that. And I think just sort of the entrepreneurial spirit that you have on the campus, especially, uh, you know, in West, West Cambridge, uh, of many, many people actually there uh, thinking about um, commercializing technology, thinking about whether they could be founders um, really, really helped Riverlane uh, in, the, in the very early stages. Well, for those who missed our second episode, please do subscribe to the FDI podcast on your preferred platform. It really helps us out on our journey, but means you'll be notified about more of our content in the future. But today, we're going up the M1 and heading to Leeds, an ecosystem that's very much close to my heart as a former graduate of the University of Leeds. But Jesse, what does the data tell us about the Leeds ecosystem? Well, I've spent some time looking at the flow of investment into Leeds startup community, and the positive news is that things are looking bright. According to data from Job Search Engine, Adzuna and Tech Nation, investment levels jumped by 29% in 2020 to reach $43.5 million. On another note, Leeds also has a steady flow of talent, with more than 38,000 graduates coming through the city's universities every year. What's more is the city has been building on its strong professional services sector, which includes firms such as DLI Piper, the global law company, and its significant medical infrastructure, which also includes its large teaching hospitals. Leeds is very much carving out a niche in digital tech, but particularly in fintech and medtech. Now, to explore the ecosystem in more detail, our first guest on this week's episode is Helen Oldham, a founding board director at North Invest, which is a Leeds-based not-for-profit organization that connects entrepreneurs with funders across the north of England. Our second guest is Stuart Clark, a director of Leeds Digital Festival and a huge advocate for the city's technology and digital ecosystem. In our conversation, we explore what makes Leeds ecosystem stand out including its rising number of startups, some of the challenges and opportunities for funding, but also how Leeds is collaborating with neighbouring cities across the north of England. We started by asking Stuart and Helen to walk us through how the Leeds ecosystem got to where it is today. Uh, well, it's, you know, Leeds has always been a, a busy city. It's sort of known as a city of a thousand trades. So, it, you know, it specialised in wool many years ago and parts of the Industrial Revolution. But there wasn't one thing that it was really famous for. And, and I think over the years, it's adapted itself to, to, the, to the needs of, of the nation and, and the world. And, 
and it's always been a big financial services city. It's the second, uh, it's the second biggest financial services uh, uh, city in in England outside London. So lots of banks headquarters here, lots of back and, and middle office, and and a big legal centre as well. I think on the back of that, you know, going back. 30, 40 years ago when the sort of uh, the computer revolution started, obviously those bigger banks, big institutions needed tech. And I think sort of these e tech ecosystem has developed on from, from, from there. But, you know, that, that big solid base just really underpins what we've seen, particularly over the last 10 years with the sort of boom in startups and scale-ups that we've seen. Yes, yeah, so I would also just add to that that we started to see a really big growth in digital marketing businesses probably, I'm trying to think, Stuart, when, maybe about seven years ago. Yeah. Um, and that created a whole load of very early stage entrepreneurs coming yeah. in with sort of tech and dev experience. Yeah. And there's also quite a few gaming companies who've started here too. So that ability to attract new tech talent, I think, started coming through some of those pipelines too. I would just like to pick up on something because obviously in my research, I came across the whole like fintech um, financial technology hub. And you quite rightly said, Stuart, that it's one of the top two in the country, clearly with London being the front runner. But how would you describe the fintech ecosystem in Leeds? And I know comparisons are odious, right? Um, but how does it compare um, with London in terms of, you know, what's great about Leeds and, and what's missing? Well, I, I think one of the... One of the things we see in the fintech sector within Leeds, you know, it, it's strong and it's growing, but I forget what the exact stats are, but it's something like 98, 99% of all fintechs are in London just because of the, you know, the global strength of, of, of the city. So it's it's probably not this sector that we're strongest in, in in Leeds there, even though we do have this big financial services uh, uh uh, infrastructure. I think the ones that really stand out strong are uh, data and health tech. You know, we have NHS England, NHS Digital, the DWP headquarters in Leeds. So, you know, big, strong uh, health tech economy there. Uh, lots of companies that have started up over the years to, to service those those big government departments and the data side on the back of that. And, and we've got something like 24% of the UK's data scientists in Leeds, about 23% of the UK's uh, health tech uh, uh, staff in Leeds. So, you know, two big, big uh, sectors that's represented. Well, um, I think episode two, we looked up um, Cambridge, which is also mm. an important health tech um, mm. ecosystem, of course. And I actually just uh, wrote a, a column recently for FDI on the development of health tech ecosystems mm. across the UK and beyond. So Helen, I wonder what kind of medtech startups are you seeing coming through uh, from where you sit in at North Invest? So North Invest takes um, entrepreneurs and joins them to, to funders uh, at a pretty early stage. And we see the, a large percentage of our new founders coming through from the medtech area. And in Leeds, I think we had 47 applicants come through last year. And of that 47, around 20% came through from medtech. So there's a really exciting pipeline building of, you know, new startups in that area. And we have a very active uh, investment community built around that as well. So it gets traction and we quite often find funding for those startups. 
to pick up on that. I mean, I know because I am actually, big disclaimer, an alumnus of the University of Leeds and have a yeah. very large part uh, or section of my heart reserved for the city. But uh, I understand there's a large teaching hospitals in the city. So maybe you can explore a little bit about how that helps the med tech ecosystem. And maybe that's a, maybe a defining factor of, of Leeds in terms of that sector. Yeah, so the University of Leeds is very strong at spinning out um, medtech and biotech um, startups. And, and they have their own grey medtech um, strand uh, and, and funding available through there as well. So we see really high caliber startups coming through that channel. Um, and, you know, typically those are the ones that, that would find funding. So, yeah, there's a really interesting cluster building around that. And it's a, a global market for those businesses, too. Now, to bring in the focus of where Leeds is situated in the UK, and it's very much aligned with what you do at North Invest, Helen. Um, of course, it's away from London, as we've discussed, that ha has been historically the, the major draw of funding. Maybe I'll bring you in here Stuart you can explore some of the funding opportunities and challenges in Leeds and more broadly across uh, the northern region of England and maybe Helen you can follow on uh, from Stuart. Well I, I think uh, you know one of the things where perhaps northern cities like Leeds have struggled a bit over the years is, is with funding and you know, we all know much of the venture capitalists PE houses and, and other funders are, are, are based in London. You have that agglomeration uh, effect. But I think over the last few years, not only have we seen new initiatives and in North Invest has, Invest has been a really strong one over the years, but also across the North, we've seen more uh, VCs in particular set up both in Leeds and Manchester and Sheffield and, and Newcastle. And there's that collaboration. And I'll probably use the word collaboration about 15 times over the next the next few minutes. And, and, it, and it's really key people coming together and, and but also when it comes down to, you know, we're two hours from the train in London, you know, uh, if you look on the map, it doesn't say here be dragon. So there's lots of collaboration between uh, Leeds and, and London, both in that back office, middle office. I mentioned earlier about the financial services sector. So, you know, it's, it's not like we're unknown to, to, to funders, but we are seeing more homegrown, which is which is really great and, and really positive for, for the future. And, and one thing I've seen, you know, I, I, over the years, I've spoken to lots of funders outside Leeds and, and obviously within Leeds. And sometimes it's difficult to get in front of them. But I think we've all seen over this last year, you know, it's just so much easier to access people's diaries now because you don't have to worry about getting four different people from three different cities together, you know, quick Zoom call, quick meet our teams and you're all together. So, so we're seeing a lot more collaboration across that front. North Invest is actually filling a really important gap in the early stage funding sector. So we provide those funding connections for very early stages, you know, could be pre-revenue, even pre-MVP stage in terms of giving that, them that vital first step. Um, so we would provide funding for you know, as little as £50,000 right up to, to a million. And we've been uh, around and active for about two and a half years now. And we actually had our most active year in 2020, uh, facilitating 19 rounds of funding in the year. Um, we saw no shortage of entrepreneurs coming through in that time, despite the challenges. And I would echo Stuart's point around accessibility um, and being able to mobilize people from wider geographies 
So we were able to get all our investors onto virtual pitch events um, more frequently and in greater numbers than we'd ever been able to do before. So early stage funding is getting more and more accessible in Leeds and we have a growing community of angel investors who are interested in the entrepreneurs coming through the network. We also have some follow-on round series rates, uh, series A time type funders in, in the Leeds ecosystem. And I think the more we can attract VCs like that into the, the city, the better. We've been building out particularly a tech for good strand and we've been really pleased to form partnerships both with Bethnal Green Ventures, who are specialists in the tech for good funding space, and also Ada Ventures, who have a particular focus around getting entrepreneurs through funding rounds from difficult to reach communities. And that's very much aligned with the, the North Invest brand as well, where diversity is a key part of our, our business strategy. Certainly. I'm, I am going to let you come in, Jesse, but I just wanted to, to touch on a, a, a vital point. In, in light of really what this podcast series is all, is all about, it is about the power of ecosystems, particularly rising ecosystems, to enable job creation and to spread economic development to uh, less well-known or less well-trodden places and, and cities. And that's exactly the point you're making there. This collaboration across uh, the tech industry and investments being made into startups can have a whole host of benefits. But Jesse, I know you're eager to get in, so please. I'm always eager. That's my problem. <laughs> um, so much there that I can unpack, but I think the one thing that you've both touched on, and I completely agree, is the fact that actually in this day and age, whether for better or worse, it's never been easier to connect with people from all over the world, right? And I think as a startup, I think that is hugely exciting in the sense that you might get access to people within corporates that you didn't necessarily have before, but also there must be a huge impact in terms of, of talent. And are you seeing from your conversations in terms of people on the ground, are founders and startups in, in, or scale-ups in Leeds being able to attract the talent that they require because we're all working remotely? Well, I, I, th I think with the conversations I've been having with startups and scale-ups over the last year and uh, has been really, really positive. And I don't think the COVID-19 situation has really impacted on finding that talent. I mean, it's always difficult. You know, we've Leeds has been growing fast as a tech sector, certainly over the last five or six years in, in, in particular. So there's always that difficulty of finding the right talent. But I think one thing the tech sector has, has gone from in Leeds, instead of everyone trying to chase that mythical graduate with two years experience, we have been looking wider. Uh, you know, so we, there's more apprenticeships in the city than than, than there were. There were companies like North Coders who were giving people their first uh, chance into into the sector, and lots of different coding initiatives to give people that that that, that real chance. And some of the bigger employers and and well, many of the employers have been going out and talking to schools and sixth forms and colleges in those areas of the city where we probably didn't see people coming into the tech sector before. So it's all about you know making sure. The, the sector is as diverse as possible and also that pure economic sense you know we need more bodies to come into the sector so we have to push out from that as i say from that just graduate which is a relatively small graduate cohort and we've got some amazing universities in the in the in the region but it's still not enough people to come through into the tech sector 
Helen, feel free to um, add something as well. But I just wanted to say that I think it's really refreshing for there to be such a huge focus on diversity and inclusion. And clearly, it seems that you're actively trying to solve the pipeline problem by targeting schools and ensuring that the tech industry as a whole becomes more inclusive. But Helen, I, I completely jumped in there. So please feel free to chime in as well. Yeah, so I, I was going to make the point that um, one of the great things about Leeds is that collaborations at its heart. There are very few egos, uh, but I would also say that it's a very thoughtful um, ecosystem in that the city's already got a great legacy of supporting its residents um, and particularly those to people who are in difficult to reach communities. So we know that, for instance, in Leeds, the childcare provision is one of the highest in the country. Um, it's scored as outstanding through Ofsted. And that's very much being driven by the central leadership team in the council. And they're sort of setting out a vision for inclusive growth and how we make sure that that opportunity to access, first of all, the sort of aspiration to want to be a, a founder or an entrepreneur. And then the funding is right at the core of what they're doing. Um, and, that you know, we, collectively, we're building out this specific per, um, strand around tech for good, which will, I think, attract uh, a large number of really talented people towards the city in the future because it's purpose-driven, it's very intentional, it's not just about high growth. Certainly, and I, I kind of want to pick up on that point of the, the collaboration being at the heart of what Leeds is, a, is about. Uh, and clearly, to be able to collaborate, you need the spaces uh, which are slightly more difficult to use in in uh, under the current COVID restrictions. But I wonder, Stuart, could you maybe discuss a little bit about what sort of infrastructure there is in place in the digital tech sector in Leeds, and and what sort of startups emerging? Are there accelerators? Are there incubators? Um, just just to we want to hear from someone yeah. who's on the ground what the city has to offer. Yeah, well, I think one of the great advantages of Leeds is you know it's a big city, it's eight hundred thousand population, and 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 wider when you take into terms of of, of Bradford, Huddersfield, Wakefield, York, that community size. You know, you're talking two and a half million people, so it's you know it's a big centre of population. But the city centre in Leeds is relatively compact, so you're almost on top of each other. You can walk from one end to the other in, in 15 minutes. So again, this collaboration comes in because it's easy to catch up with people. It's easy to to meet them for a coffee. It's easy just to bump into people in the streets. So I think a lot of it com comes from that. Again, going back five, six, seven years ago, in Leeds, just like many other places in, in the UK and around the world, you know, we've seen more co-working spaces uh, develop so it's easy for for startups to actually just rent one desk or two desks maybe move into an office with four, four of them and build out so a really flexible supply of, of accommodation we're seeing accelerators and in, in incubators the universities both well Leeds Becky and and Leeds University and Trinity and others again really encouraging that entrepreneurial spirit for for students and anecdotally, I haven't seen any figures of this, but I do a lot of work in the startup sector as, a, as an advisor and a non-exec. I've seen more students who've come to Leeds from outside of the region stay in Leeds after they finish their studies to, to build their startups because there are many advantages, not least of cost of, a, of, of accommodation. And coming back to that conversation earlier about funding, 
it's not that, but you know, maybe 10 years ago, you had to be literally half a mile from the city of London to be based there to get funding. You don't need to do that now. So, so and on the back of that, that infrastructure is, is picking up and building and giving people those flexible spaces. Yeah, I would agree with everything that Stuart said then. And I also sort of echo the point we were making previously about accessibility. So, you know, in a, a pandemic environment, it's so much easier to connect those startups to a really wide range of talent from across the whole of the UK that can help them scale up quickly. And, you know, in, you know, back to my point about Bethnal Green Ventures, we were able to connect quite a few startups into their programme who maybe couldn't have afforded to have the travel to go to London or may have seen that as a, bar a barrier. And they're now able to tap into a sort of global class programme that in the past they may not even have had visibility of. So I, I think actually it's a big, big period of opportunity for startups in, in this space. And thinking about location-based incubators is, is important, but, you know, that opportunity to tap into... Uh, the digital opportunities that they, they can do across the world is, is a, a big one. So you've kind of answered my question, but I actually wanted to a little bit, but I wanted to touch on co-innovation and how the actual ecosystem interacts with corporates. I know accelerators and incubators are such a huge part of this, but what other activity are you seeing across the board? What kind of interaction is happening between founders, entrepreneurs, VCs and, and, and corporates in, in the ecosystem? So we have got some visibility of some fairly early stage um, co-innovation programs that are, are building around the city. Um, Arup are very proactive um, and we help facilitate actually taking startups into their environment and joining them up with the, the project teams that have specific work around smart cities. Um, and we've seen a number of sort of creative and immersive tech type businesses and AI type businesses going into their environment and helping them with that work. So they're super proactive. Capita, we've seen a co-innovation project coming together for them, which is going to come to life pretty soon. Um, there's also a, a really good accelerator that the MIT REAP program in Leeds, which is the collaboration of the sort of community business and education leaders coming together to shape the innovation culture. They, they've recently launched an accelerator and there is a co-innovation strand to that too, where they're building, uh, bringing some of the largest employers to come and look at their startups in that programme. And Stu, thank you. I, Stuart, I know you were very keen to jump in, so please feel free. Well, just to second a lot of those thoughts, and, and I think one thing we have in Leeds is, and again, <laughs> sorry for boring you with collaboration, we have about 70 regular monthly meetups around the city, and, um, you know, some of those are technical, so you get something like Leeds, Leeds DevOps, have a couple of hundred meet, people meeting each month to small events, you, know, you get down to Leeds WordPress, Leeds JavaScript, and some other bigger events such as Empowering Women with Tech that hold regular large conferences and, and women in Leeds Digital. And, and it's that building that infrastructure around where people can come along to meet. Uh, you get obviously corporates sponsoring these these occasions, uh, some of it because they've got lots of job vacancies, so they want to meet the, the talent. But also there's that feeling about trying to make the pie bigger for everybody, not just focusing on your your slice. And I'm going to make a shameless plug now for the Leeds Digital Festival. And going back in 2015, a bunch of us got together in a pub to say, 
what can we do to sort of shout more and collaborate and bring people together? It, it's not always down to the council. It's not down to local enterprise partnership, the the, uh, the, the government. So we thought we'd put a digital festival on. Uh, I took on the role for the first festival as festival director because I think I was the only one without a, a proper job. And and I've, I've, I'm still there sort of six years on. And, and in that time, we've grown from sort of 50 events in our first year, year in, in April 2016 to over 430 events last year, over two COVID interrupted uh, events. And within that, you get everybody coming together and you have you have marketing agencies coming together who normally be competitors, but they want to put the, the best events on. You have big corporates sponsoring you know, smaller companies and bringing them onto, onto their stage so they can amplify their, their voice. And we've always had, had a real international presence as well, delegations coming from, from all over. And by having that infrastructure of, of, of events, there's been mentorship programs built out of that. You've, you have universities in, in, involved in, in, in sponsoring different things. And you're building up that real community that wants to, wants to build something different in Leeds and wants to build something uh, that's, that's echoing Helen's points there doing the right thing. It's not just about the money. You know, people want to build a successful company, but they want to do it in the right way. Well, I just personally have to congratulate you because I think, uh, both of you, because I think, and the ecosystem as a whole, actually, because um, I, I've been covering the UK tech ecosystem for a few years now. And ultimately, it really, when I think of Leeds, I think of digital and I think tech is really part of the city's DNA. And I think it's also a really good example of how a city has done an amazing job at branding itself externally as a hub of innovation. And I think that's also where a lot of ecosystems, I don't want to keep going on about London, but it's also how a lot of ecosystems outside of London actually fail. They don't tell the world about all the inf uh, amazing innovation that's happening uh, within th that area. And um, I think Leeds is a perfect example of how to do that well. Well, just on that point, and I think it's a, I think it's a Yorkshire thing about not not boasting. You, know, you get a clip around the ear if you if you if you boast. But so that was really key from the start, from when we set up the digital festival. Again, that we wanted to celebrate, we wanted to collaborate. Right from the start, it's been free to take part. There are no entry fees for organisers. We want to make it as open and inclusive as, as possible. And we make a real point of working with our event organisers and sponsors to really push out across the whole city. It shouldn't be this, the, the domain of, of the, the, the more profitable business that, that, that can afford to pay a few thousand pounds. So it's completely free and it will always be free to take part in the festival. Yeah, I was going to just add to, to that that... Um the sort of startup funding space as well. Um, we're creating a, a whole ecosystem around free to access, first of all, support and advice about how to access that funding, but then actually making those connections. So we found that more entrepreneurs are coming towards us because they know that um, it's completely free to access. And I think that in itself is helping to gravitate more entrepreneurs towards the city. And it's all part of that inclusive approach. But if I think internationally about probably one of the most successful case studies of this is is Lisbon in Portugal, which hosts Web Summit, one of the most prominent global technology events. And as a result, that's magnetized a whole host of companies into that ecosystem to make use of the existing talent, but also, of course, attracting and retaining new talent. Um, I wonder if you could explore that maybe in a little more de detail, 
some of the tangible benefits of uh, the Leeds Digital Festival? And maybe have there been companies that have become aware of Leeds that wouldn't otherwise have been aware? Um, I'll come back to Stuart and, and, and maybe, Helen, you'd, you'd like to add something afterwards. Uh, yeah, I mean, o over the years, you know, firms take part in the festival for a number of reasons. You know, they're, they're really proud of what, what they're doing and want to share that. Uh, there's that, that uh, employment aspect. They want to tell people about what a great place it is, so, you know, get some more talent. And also there's that sort of showcase of where, you know, look at what we're doing. We'd like more customers. And and many many of those people taking part in the, in the festival have invited their own clients and customers to come and speak. So we've had people flying in from all around the world. This is all validate the great stuff that, that's going on. And of course, on the back of that, there's been some great promotion. So, so it does become somewhere where people look up and think, hang on a minute, what, what's going on in Leeds? On the back of that, the last few years and and the work that the City Council and the Local Enterprise Partnership have done on the inward investment. We've had some amazing companies coming into Leeds, either opening up maybe their second office in the in the UK outside of London or coming into the UK for the first time and, and thinking, well, actually Leeds suits us better than than perhaps perhaps London. And of course, we can't possibly talk about, about Leeds without referring to Channel 4, who opened their new national headquarters uh, just uh, over a year ago. You know, it was a big national competition and, and Leeds, you know, pulled itself up and thought, you know, we, we can do this and we deserve this because of the infrastructure, the tech companies, the creative media and digital companies that we've got here. And again, but it's just about making sure people know. And coming back to my point earlier uh, about students, I don't think we did a good job five to 10 years ago of selling the city while there were still students. We might rock up in the last term of the last year and say, hey, what about us? But you're getting more involvement in the first year, in the second year, in the third year, telling them what's there. So we're keeping more on it. But it is, it's about promoting yourself, not being shy to promote yourself and amplifying that voice through everywhere. And, and you mentioned Web Summit. I haven't been to Lisbon. I went to the last one I did in Dublin, which was big then. It's about three times the size now. And one thing we found over the years with the festival, we've had that international voice, lots of delegations, but in this new world that we have now, we, we had people from 60 countries uh, attend the, the festival last year from Benin and Peru and Kazakhstan and the Philippines. And, and again, it's just getting that noise uh, around the world about Leeds. And, and it helps that Leeds United is back in the Premiership, so they've been shown on TV all around the world. <laughs> Certainly. And I'm very glad you touched on that inward investment angle. And certainly this is part of this podcast and the whole project we are exploring with the Rising Ecosystems uh, content is that actually there is a clear alignment and there are synergies to be found from developing a local ecosystem with the tech sector and innovation and that inward investment. I actually spoke to Eve Rudhouse at the Leeds City Council uh, who explored that a little bit in more detail. This is what she had to say. We have a 30-year-long partnership with Hangzhou in China, so we, we, we kind of increasingly what we're trying to do is leverage soft power to support inward investment, mm -hmm. and that's we're kind of just working through some of that stuff in the context of Brexit and actually thinking about how more important that soft power becomes. So our sister cities are Dortmund, Lille, and Hangzhou. Well, those are the three most active, um, and so we're kind of working through. Um, the importance of carrying on with those.
Helen, I wonder if you would add anything in terms of how Leeds is leveraging some of its positive attributes and, and soft power uh, to, to attract inward investment and, and people to the city. So I, I think the the Channel 4 story and the fact that um, we've now got a premiership football team means that there's a, a great deal of optimism and positive thinking in the city. And we also know that we score really highly for the number of startups um, outside of London. You know, I think we're, we're up there in the top three in terms of growth in that area. So there, there's a lot to, to, to celebrate. And clearly that is going to impact on the economic prosperity of the, the city and also attracting the right kind of people to come and live and work here and not only do we have all those amazing things in the city centre that Stuart's talked about but surrounded by some pretty spectacular countryside as well so uh, you know in terms of the well-being and cost of living you know it's a very attractive place to relocate to and I suspect given the current circumstances and people re-evaluating what they want to do with their lives, that Leeds will score highly in terms of somewhere you might want to relocate to and that, that will play well for us. And clearly we want Leeds to stay in the Premiership and do well. Uh, touch and go at the moment, I mean, we're all backing them 100% and Bielsa is a legend. So, uh, yeah, watch this space. I just want to touch briefly on something that we mentioned earlier, and that was how you were managing to attract a lot of outward interest, which is fantastic. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Leeds does have an international airport, right? So that kind of lends itself to thinking more about the infrastructure around the city and how those transport links um, are actually supporting the development of the, of the ecosystem. Yeah, so it's a really good point and it, one that's been much debated. Uh, you know, there, there are two big areas of opportunity for us. One is the cross-Pennine rail service and the upgrade that's due for that. So it still takes a little longer than we would like to get to places like Manchester and Newcastle. But there's a huge amount of money being pumped into improving the rail east to west connections uh, and just yesterday, news that there's going to be a new tram service that joins up a lot of West Yorkshire uh, and will enable people to commute more easily from some of the outlying places, including, most importantly, the airport. Um, again, some big, big money being pumped into the airport and its development. It's a big hub for Jet 2 at the moment, which is pretty important. But, you know, that ability to drive more business um, and commercial travel, I think, will really open up once the, the transport infrastructure supports it. Yeah, I mean, we're, I know we're not all doing any travelling or much travelling at the moment, but I think it's such an important part of, of the development and the success of the ecosystem. And I also find as well, like in my reporting and from speaking to people, it's often something that's kind of not forgotten, but precise, perhaps overlooked. Yeah, so I think uh, that there's a conversation to be had around how Leeds fits into the bigger picture in the north of England. But, and clearly there are some really good reasons to connect with the well-constructed ecosystem over in Manchester uh, and a fast-growing one in Newcastle. And the more that we can get those sort of ease of travel type barriers sorted, the better. I think that will help now that naturally we've got more uh, connections into some of those places because during the pandemic we've had a bit more time people have been a bit more accessible and there's been some really good relationships formed I think across that whole northern uh, strand ac um, across all those cities and meeting those people face to face is kind of a natural next step isn't it
Definitely. And I mean, this resonates really with the, the big discussion in the UK, which is the leveling up agenda. And this is also part of the drive of our podcast to see what's happening in ecosystems across the UK, outside of London and the southeast. And actually, what do they need to, to, to really be bolstered even further and, and to shout about the, the great work that's already going on? In light of that, I want to bring Stuart back in and hear, what do you think about what's needed to accelerate the ecosystem within Leeds uh, and maybe is there room for even further collaboration between Leeds and, and its and its neighbouring cities such as Manchester? Well, I think the whole levelling up, up agenda is, is really important because we know the inequalities in the UK. You know, the UK is a, is a wealthy city, but in a, you know, one part of, of, of the country from another, there they can be a 20-year uh, difference in life expectancy uh, and, and the different health inequalities. And we've seen the health inequalities really shown over, over the last year. And I think one thing I'd say, if I had a magic wand, I'd, I'd move Tech Nation and DCMS into the north because, you know, that's to, to actually push them out of London. London can look after itself pretty much. You know, it's got, the, it's got a, a massive amount of access to capital there. It's got some really great in, in, uh, ecosystems. We touched on fintech earlier. But I think actually to get people to come out of London and see this, you know, this amazing talent, amazing innovation, and I don't think we we get that sometimes from from uh, either government departments or the or the quangos around them that are just based in in London. And one of my beefs over the years with Tech Nation, we had this little uh, little love hate relationship about you know they'd always have their their announcements and press conferences at half past eight in the morning in central London. And you know if if you're in Leeds or Manchester or particularly Newcastle, you're not getting to London at half past eight on on the morning. So how do we make sure that Tech Nation, DCMS and others are actually representing the whole of the country. And that's for that collaboration across the north. You know, what we've done in the Leeds Digital Festival over the last few years, we've helped uh, uh, a number of other festivals start such and, and encourage them and be on various steering committees, such as Manchester's Digital City Festival, which started last year, the North East, the Halifax, uh, the Lancashire Digital Festivals. We're very close in terms of working collaborative in terms of what we're good at. I mentioned earlier, Leeds is really good at health tech and data in particular. Manchester's probably got the edge of media. Holland Sheffield, they've got that advanced manufacturing and green tech. So it's making sure that, you know, the whole north, if you're if you're coming out of London, if you're coming from overseas and you want to invest in the UK, you know, we can work together and say, actually, this city is and this region is probably the best place for you. But yeah, if we could get the DCMS and Tech Nation to move up in the next couple of months, that'd be great. Certainly, and as we're recording this, there has been an ongoing discussion whether they'll be moving tens to thousands of civil servants out of London to somewhere yeah. in the north, mm. where where they end up deciding, or whether that will go ahead, yeah. we we are yet to see. But yeah. um, well, well, I think just just on that, it's one thing moving a few, you know, uh, and Teesside have been pushing really hard for for this proposed treasury move, but unless you move the real decision makers, if the top couple of hundred people in the treasury in a couple top couple of hundred people in DCMS all stay in London, then it won't make the impact it should. Certainly. Now, I'm conscious of time. This has been fascinating. And, and as, as has been the case of this conversation, we've run away and, and I see, see the time stacking up. But I'm, I'm very keen to explore a little bit in, in a little bit more depth the role of the universities within Leeds. Uh, Helen, you said um, earlier in our conversation how they're really encouraging entrepreneurship across universities. And I know 
for instance, at the University of Leeds, they had a recently launched Nexus project. Um, maybe you can explore a little bit the initiatives that are going on in the higher uh, education institutions in Leeds and, and how they're impacting the ecosystem. Yeah, so Nexus is a really beautiful space just on the fringe of the university campus uh, for the University of Leeds. Uh, it's a really great place for early stage startups um, right through to scale ups to get that really important expertise in terms of R&D and thinking coming through the university. Um, we've had a, a number of startups come, come through that channel who we've seen come through through North Invest. And I can only see that that growing. Um, they're also building out a really good mentoring program as part of the Nexus offer and starting to engage with a sort of more global network of entrepreneurs through the pandemic, which I think will only benefit the whole city. And then we have also Leeds Beckett University, really proactive. They run something called the Adventure Scheme, which is basically an accelerator for very early stage startups in terms of ideation. Um, so they're right at the beginning of the pipeline and you know, work together really collaboratively to provide, I think, what is a really nice package of support. Yeah, and, and I think that's really key to make sure that the, the universities are really accessible to, to the region's companies. And, and uh, echo what Helen said about uh, Nexus, you know, it's through that physical space. You know, Leeds University is a, is a big university. I think it's about 10,000 staff. 112 departments. So if you're trying to find the right person to help you, or if you're a really talented researcher and you've got something that you think could work practically, you know, it's just a really great space to bring those those two sides together and and grow. And and even though they've just been open still it's just well, just over 18 months or so now. And it's uh it was we've seen some incredible stuff come out of it all already and it's it's gonna be amazing in the future. So I wanted to come back to talking about the, the North and the opportunity to level up. I think first thing is there's a really big opportunity to talk about the North in the same way that the Cambridge, Oxford, London um, piece talks about a golden triangle. I think the Northern Triangle has got the potential to be as important, if not more important, than those three particular centres of innovation. And working collaboratively, I think we can make that happen. There's already some really good work going across the universities in each of those locations in terms of the Northern Gritstone project, um, which is bringing together a big fund to support early stage startups from all of those universities. Um, I would also see a, another really important part of the levelling up agenda is just providing more incentives in terms of funding for very, very early stage um, startups coming through both Innovate UK and the British Business Bank and really making that targeted and potentially connecting into angel networks to amplify the, the impact of that, but making sure that that money is clearly focused around early stage and the north. And we can see that's coming, but it's coming a bit slowly. If we could accelerate that, it would make such a big difference. I think that might be a perfect point to finish our conversation. The North is the future, according to Helen Oldham. Um, and certainly we better be keeping our eyes on what's happening in the digital tech scene in Leeds and its neighbouring cities. Stuart and Helen, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the Rising Ecosystem podcast. Um, I wonder if you had any closing thoughts for our listeners. 
Uh, just another shameless plug for the Leeds Digital Festival. We'll be back at, at the end of April for a, a three-day session, then in September for, for two weeks. So there'll be something for everybody. So uh, keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, and just from me, if you wanting to start a business, I think there, there's not a better place than Leeds. We're really easy to approach and access. As I said before, it's a kind of no-ego type economy and one that is very thoughtful about the way it supports businesses. So I, I'd encourage everybody to put Leeds on their list if they're thinking about relocating. Well, there we go. A few weeks ago, I was convinced to move to Cambridge and now it's Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jesse, we covered a lot in our conversation and our exploration around Leeds. I think a few things really stood out to me uh, in, in that chat with Helen and Stuart. Clearly, medtech is an exciting sector in the city, but uh, there's lots of other dig digital tech segments, such as gaming and marketing companies. Uh, uh, but also, you know, the, the city continues to build on its strong financial services sector. And really, the Leeds Digital Festival has shone a light on some of the great work and exciting things happening in the city. Yeah, I think the ecosystem is definitely doing something right. I mean, we talked about the investment um, going into the city's startup ecosystem right at the beginning and how that had increased um, over the past year. I think, you know, it's really interesting to see how all these different key parts are working together. I really like the fact that they're doing a lot of stuff around the tech for good, you know, and also diversity and inclusion when it comes to actually finding um, talent and attracting people from different backgrounds. I think that's vital. But also the one thing that really struck a chord with me was actually looking at Leeds as an ecosystem. And I think they've done a fantastic job uh, when it comes to actually shouting about their own success. And from my experience, that's something that other ecosystems outside of London specifically have really struggled with in the past. Certainly, certainly. And shouting about the good work the ecosystem doing is part and parcel of what we're doing on this podcast. And on the next stop on our trip around the UK startup ecosystems, we're going even further north up to Glasgow in Scotland. So lots of exciting things to expect in our next episode. For any of you who've made it this far in the podcast, thank you very much. Please do subscribe to get access to more of our content in the future. And we'll see you in two weeks time in Glasgow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.